Well, good morning, everybody. Happy first day of February of 2021. Welcome to our Body Burn TR90 Weight Management Program. Actually, it's really a support team. Thanks to New Skin, they provide us with this wonderful call line so that we can talk to each other and motivate each other to do well. Um, and this is Dorcas Smith. I'm out of Plymouth, Michigan. I am a retired special ed teacher, and I still love to teach and share things as I learn them. So I'm happy to share my information today. And, of course, we have Susan Mann, who does an amazing job at telling us about food and what the requirements of the program are. Same with Nikki Coyne. She tells us how to do it and how to do the how to follow all the exercises and what kind of things you can do for eating. And then there's Frank who just tells us the funniest stories and the most interesting information. That's Frank Lomas and he does the SoundCloud recordings and he also has a podcast, I believe. And then there's Brian Curry who does all the organizing of the um recordings and then there's me Dorcas Smith and I'm there's two of us here that are teachers Susan and I oh and Victoria Perper and Victoria is our most recent addition and she teaches us meditation and she'll be meditating with us on Friday so get ready so what am I talking about well my interest is as an educator has always been with the brain and how does how to keep yourself healthy and of course, the brain is, is what keeps the body going. It is the prime directive, as it were. And the brain also gets 20% of the blood supply. So that tells you how important it is. It's what keeps you well and it keeps you functioning. And if you don't keep your brain healthy, you will not do well. So I'm reading from Brain Rules by John Medina, 12 Principles for Surviving, Thriving at Work, Home, and School. And we've been talking about long-term memory. Now, this is interesting. I know I said this last week, and I'll say it again. You have your long-term memories from when you were 17, 18, 19, and 20. But they are not the same memories that you had when you were 17, 18, 19, and 20. Why? Because your body or your brain overwrites those memories. And they get modified by experience and you remember them with the knowledge that you have learned from your experience. So the memories are not necessarily the same, which I think is very interesting. So how long does it take for a piece of information, once recruited for long-term storage, to become completely stable? Another way of asking the question is, how long does it take before the hippocampus lets go of its cortical relationship? hours, days, months? The answer surprises nearly everybody who hears it for the first time. Absolutely. It can take years. Memories are on the move. If you remember H.M., the fellow whose hippocampus was surgically removed, and along with it, the ability to encode new information, H.M. could meet you twice in two hours, with absolutely no recollection of the first meeting. The inability to encode information for the long term 
storage is called anteriograde amnesia. It turns out this famous patient also had retrograde amnesia, a loss of memory of the past. You could ask HM about an event that occurred three years before his surgery. No memory. Seven years before his surgery. No memory. And if that's all you knew about HM, you might conclude that his hippocampus loss created a complete memory meltdown. But that's where you'd be wrong. If you asked HM about his distant past, say early childhood, he could display a perfectly normal recollection, just as you and I might. He can remember his family. He could remember where he lived details of various events, and so on. This is a conversation with a researcher who studied with him for many years. Researcher, can you remember any particular event that was special, like a holiday, Christmas, birthday, or Easter? Now remember, this is a fellow who cannot even remember meeting this researcher before this interview, though the researcher has worked with him for decades. H.M., hmm, There I have an an argument with myself about Christmas time. Researcher, what about Christmas? H.M., well, because my daddy was from the South and he didn't celebrate down there like they do up here in the North, like they don't have the trees or anything like that. But, uh, But he came North, and even though he was born in Louisiana, and I know the name of the town he was born in, If H.M. can recall certain details about his distant past, there must be a point where memory loss began. Where was it? Close analysis revealed that his memory doesn't start to sputter until you get to about the 11th year before his surgery. If you were to graph his memory, you would start out with a very high score, and then... 11 years before his surgery, it drops to near zero, where it will remain forever. What does this mean? If the hippocampus were involved in all the memory abilities, its complete removal should destroy all memory abilities. In other words, wipe the memory clean. But it doesn't. The hippocampus is is relevant to memory formation for more than a decade after the event was recruited for long-term storage. After that, the memory somehow makes it to another region, not one affected by HM's brain losses, and as a result, HM could retrieve it. HM and patients like him tell us the hippocampus holds on to a newly formed memory trace for years, not days, not months, years, even a decade or more. System consolidation, the process of transforming transforming the labile memory into a durable one, can take years to complete. During this time, the memory is not stable. There are, of course, many questions to ask about this process. Where does the memory go during those intervening years? Joseph Ledoux has coined coined the term nomadic memory 
to illustrate memory's lengthy sojourn through the brain's neural wilderness. But that does not answer the question. <coughs> Sorry. Currently, nobody knows where it goes or even if it goes. <clears throat> Why? Another question. Why does the hippocampus eventually throw in the towel with its cortical relationships after spending years nurturing, nurturing them? Where is the final resting place of the memory once it is fully consolidated? At least in response to that question, the answer is a bit clearer. The final resting place for the memory is a region that will be familiar to movie buffs, especially if you like films like The Wizard of Oz, The Time Machine, and the original Planet of the Apes. Planet of the Apes was released in 1968, the same year of the Soviet invasion, and appropriately dealt with apocalyptic times and themes. The main character, a spaceman, a spaceman played by Charlton Heston, had crash-landed onto a planet ruled by apes, having escaped a gang of malevolent simians at the end of the movie. The last frames show Heston walking along a beach, and suddenly he sees something off-camera of such significance that it makes him drop to his knees. He screams. You finally did it. God damn you all to hell. And he pounds his fists onto the surf, sobbing. As the camera pulls back from Heston, you see the outline of a vaguely familiar sculpture. Eventually, the Statue of Liberty is revealed, half buried in the sand. And then it hits you why Heston is screaming. After this long cinematic journey, he wasn't adventuring on foreign soil. Heston had never left Earth at all. His ending place was the same as his starting place. The only difference was the timeline. Earth was now ruled by apes. The first time I encountered data concerning the final resting of a fully consolidated memory, I immediately thought of this movie. You recall that the hippocampus is wired to receive information from the cortex as well as return information to it. Declarative memories appear to be terminally stored in the same cortical systems involved in the initial processing of the stimulus. In other words, the final resting place is also the region that served as the initial starting place. The only, separ the only separation is time, not location. These data have a great deal to say, not only about storage, but also about recall. Retrieval for a fully mature memory trace 10 years later may simply be an attempt to reconstruct the initial moments of learning when the memory was only a few milliseconds old. So the current models look something like this. One, long-term memories occur from accumulations of synaptic changes in the cortex as a result of multiple restatements of a memory. Two, these reinstatements are directed by the hippocampus, maybe perhaps for years. Three, eventually the memory becomes independent of the medial temporal lobe 
and the newer, more stable memory trace is permanently stored in the cortex. Four, retrieval mechanisms may reconstruct the original pattern of neurons initially recruited during the first moments of learning. So, holy cow, retrieval mechanisms may reconstruct the original pattern of neurons initially recruited during the first moments of learning. So, therefore, the memory goes in and comes out at the same place. So I'm going to stop there today because we're, I don't want to go on to the next section, but I do want to remind you a couple of things. In summary, we're talking about Rule 6 for long-term memory. Remember to repeat. For short-term memory, repeat to remember. So you repeat to remember to get the message in there but to make it long-term, you remember to repeat it. Long-term memories are formed in a two-way conversation between the hippocampus and the cortex until the hippocampus breaks the connection and the memory is fixed in the cortex, which can take years. And according to the HN study, up to 11 years, which is pretty amazing. Our brains give us only an approximate view of reality because they mix the new knowledge with past memories and they store them together as one so that your experience and as you grow, as you grow and you learn from your mistakes, it actually might modify your memory so they're not quite the same as the original memory. And the way to make Long-term memory more reliable is to incorporate new information gradually and repeat it at timed intervals. And there you have it. Repeat to remember, remember to repeat, and you need timed intervals. So if you want to learn something, remind yourself over time to repeat the information till it becomes permanent. Now, remember, that could take up to 10 years. So give yourself some time. And remember to repeat. This is Granny D, Dorcas Smith out of Plymouth, Michigan. And let me get you ready here. Hold on. <laughs> 